Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, welcome to a bonus episode of Captain Frank. We have uh, many fishing legends and big icons in the uh, calico fishing community. So we'll start with uh, Ben. That's you. Oh, that is me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> we, got, we got Jimmy again. Hi. Eric. Hi. And Gary came on this one. Hello. <laughs> so we're gonna, we didn't hit uh, PBs on Jimmy's and Eric's uh, episode, but we're going to hit everyone in a circle that's at the table right now. So let's talk uh, um, Ben's. Uh, we're going to talk Calico Bass now, yeah. right? No, yeah. Nice. No, no straying from the subject. No more nonsense. <laughs> Calico bass. What's, um, what's your personal best? Like twenty two pounds? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> He's uh, only got three that size. Yeah, though. yeah. So, um, gotta remember when my personal best came, Jimmy. There was no one there. <laughs> there was no one fishing. We me. were talking about that earlier. Yeah. I was talking about you and Greg just it was wailing me, on me him. and Stoats and uh, Pfeiffer came in later in the biz. But Parasini, there was probably six people that fished calico bass back then. But no one played in Newport, and no one played in, in wow. Laguna, and yeah. it was crazy. So we met uh, Marv Benelin from Worm Kings, got the whole of those big, big ones, the dinosaurs, and just went at it. And my personal best is 11-3 out wow. of Corona Del Mar. And then uh, I had, uh, I have like four others that are over 10 pounds, but they're all caught on the – well, no. The three caught on the beach <laughs> and one caught at the island at SCI. Really? Yeah. Uh, all lure, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no bait. Okay. Yeah. Well, I That's didn't sick. Yeah. That's sick. And it's funny that you say your big one was at, was at CDM because when I would, I'll take clients out and we'll, we'll swing around that East Jetty and I'll swing right into the swim beach, the swim buoys, you know. You shouldn't tell people where the <laughs> hell you're this, going. They, they all know. They see me now. But they're like, but the clients are like, oh, this is way too close. You, you can't catch fish here. The harbor's <laughs> right there. And it's like. I mean, I, I haven't caught giants there, but we've had some just phenomenal fishing, like within literally a minute and a half from the harbor. Well, what's right funny there. about that is we caught that 10-pounder. Matt got the 10-pounder on my boat, and I'm, Jimmy's like, where were you? I'm like, Corona Del Mar, there's like this rock that comes out, and it looks like this. Oh, that's the birdcage. Yeah, birdcage, <laughs> that's what I called it. Uh, my personal best was like the week before Matt caught his in roughly the same area, just down from where Benny got his. I was at the... Uh, Crystal Cove, right in front of the, the the houses there, the trailer park. It was nine uh, fifteen. That's my spot. That's and, my uh, PB is eight pounds there. Yeah, it's Good nice fish. there. I was in like I don't know fifteen feet of water right in there. 
See, no one fishes that. That's right. Okay, that's my. You know what? The, the deal is right now, and I'm going to be real honest. You guys took a picture of it the other day, and I saw it, and I was like, "What in the you know, <laughs> WTF, bro?" And I was then I thought it's not my house no more. Those are their houses now. But oh, that at stuff. one we point, at one point, point yeah. people would get beat for doing that. I'd bring a crew in and smash people. Right. So, but but even as I can bleep out anything, I could do dolphin yeah. noises. So if you do say something, I can just go yeah. bleep. I've done it with another episode, but I grew up wedding. I, I started my fishing career at Crystal Cove, surf fishing. Right. No one surf fished at the time I started 10 years ago. No one. Uh, no one ever did. And I'm like, why doesn't anyone fish here? Uh, boat. When I got my boat, that's the first place I went because I didn't know where so to go. So you didn't right. need a boat and you didn't even know it? There was a guy <laughs> named Pete. I want to say his name is Pete Wolf, but he has all the Calico Bass world records in line class. And I would see him. Float, float tubing, tubing out there Dude, and I he would smash that. him yeah. but he wouldn't let him go because he had to weigh him so he killed all of them and he had i mean he killed a whole bunch he didn't yeah. i don't think he ever i think he might have killed 110 or something but he killed a you lot know, the, of big the, the, that, that guy i mean the, the the igfa rules are set up a certain way and that guy took advantage of them to his the full potential when we were talking about getting it on the spool and being able to hammer yeah. it down i mean when you can go 20 feet of line, you know, ten, uh, five feet of double, then 15 feet of something else. Yeah. And you're in a float tube and you're straight up and down in 12 feet of water and you're not six inches away from your rod tip. And all you got to do is get six turns on it and you got your you double line there, on yeah. the spool and then you got your 30 pound back on and it's like, boom. But you know, you, you know what, Jimmy? But he I'll still tell caught him. I mean, I caught way more big fish than I have. But you know. you know, the weirdest thing about that whole thing, Jimmy, is we were catching him on. 15 pound maxima and 17 pound maxima and then we went to p-line and there were no leaders there were nothing it right. was just like stone here we go and we would tear reels up constantly oh, like yeah. the guys <laughs> loved us i mean it was just go through them but it was musky rods is what we started with and they were like seven foot musky rods and we had, you know, like, it, we didn't fish 400s. We fished the Corrado 200 green, which no one even knows about what it was. We right. do. Fish those. And we fish straight Are mono. Like the straight mono. Yeah. Corrado's the yeah, old they're ones. Yeah, they're the old yeah. ones. Old and then and we, if, if, if you fish light line, you use the Bantam 10 or whatever. Bantam, the little yeah, teeny, yeah. The little teardrop teeny one. one. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. teardrop. And we were fishing My 12, My uncle gave me 15. one of those. I got it in the garage. Yeah. yeah. Those <laughs> things are classic. So, yeah. I mean, the thing with Maximas, it over-tested so gnarly yeah. that if you're fishing 17, you're fishing 25. Yeah. You know, it's funny about the Maxima. Jack Soul, when I used to fish with him back in the mono days, we one of the one of the trips, and he's like one of the older guys that's like been doing it for a long time. Yeah. We go to Santa Cruz Island, me, him, and Higashi, and somebody else. And he's got this big duffel bag on the seat of his boat. He's fishing, and he doesn't say anything about it. It's just this huge, it's very heavy, he carries it on. And um, he fishes, casts out, gets a big backlash. God damn, Maxima, you know what? He just cuts the line, takes the reel off, throws it in the duffel bag, gets out another reel full of new line, <laughs> puts all his rod strings up, and puts yeah. eight reels in the bag. Oh, that's so funny, yeah. man. He, I mean, that guy's caught a, a lot of big lot fish. Of big fish. In, in the day of going over to the island, there was Jack Soule, Greg Parasini, John Turner, and maybe one yeah, other. That's what I was thinking so, of John Turner. So when we'd go yeah. over to the island, there was no one there. No, no so one. We, we, we didn't share the island with anybody. And then I went over with Gary a while ago and I was cracking up and he's, what are you laughing like, at? Where I go, all these skips we, we, we own this thing a while ago. We fished it for five years with no yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And that was after we were done on the main beaches. Yeah. So. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, you guys were definitely an inspiration for a lot of us guys that were huh. bass fishermen later. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was fun. But you know, the one thing about it that was cool about that, and he, you think the same way, I'd go, they go, we're going bass fishing. Everybody get on my skiff, and they go, what's that big rod doing? I go, baby, it's swordfish caster. We need to catch some macro. And you know what? Preparation pays off. Oh, yeah, we... We didn't get one this year. I've gotten, I got a, quite a few last year and the year before, but Eric and I would never leave the harbor without a marlin caster, swordfish caster, yeah. and half a dozen mackerel in the tank. Yeah, you know, you that's the only way. Awesome. And it's so funny, Clemente, last year, we were, I mean, oh. it was like October or something. We're running yeah. from the Castle Rock down the front to go look for yellows, and we're just running through the, just get past the closure at Wilson Cove. We're in like 100 feet of water, full, you know, running full speed. Decker's like, swordfish. Okay, pull the boat always, out here, grab the cast. Always looking. Yeah. <laughs> like a, you know, that was a really, I'm glad we didn't hook it because it was probably no, like a 250 a pounder. But, um, Swimming around in the yeah, lobster gear. That's, that's uh, part of the shit you do while you're bass fishing. <laughs> Did you, uh, what's your PB? I don't know. Um, what do you I, think? The biggest one I weighed on a scale in a tournament was uh, just under 10 pounds, like nine and three quarter. I don't remember exactly the ounces. Caught the Long Beach well, that break one we wall. got, you had one over 10 when we went to Columbia Yeah, earlier this year I got a, probably a 10-pounder. I've had a couple others that were probably big, but I, you know, if we're going to talk about big bass stories, I've got one. <laughs> we've, got, we've, we've got the one. Yeah. Um, we're was, talking about the heartbreak stories, right? Yeah, this okay. is uh, three months ago. Yeah. Uh, there was a trip after Decker got that big bluefin. We're going to Clemente, fish bass, and then we're going to look for tuna, yellowfin on the backside. Mm-hmm. I'm fishing that Seville stick, Chad. Cast, we're at Castle Rock there. You're not supposed to fish there because the Navy has it closed, but they never enforce it. So you can fish the kelp there and stuff, um, unless it's a tournament or something that's not allowed. Um, it's slow. I'm throwing it at six, and the only time those bass will bite it is you burn it and then kill it and it has to sit on the surface. I mean, for like 10 seconds, sometimes they'll come up and get it. I get to the edge of the kelp. I kill it one last time, and... I don't I know. I hear swoosh. He, he heard it. It turned around. And said, oh, you got a yellow. And I saw the fish come up. And I mean, the boil was probably it was big. twice the size of this table, like a 25-pound uh, yellow. Yeah. But it was a calico bass. And I had it on for probably 30 seconds. Free, I mean, there was a straight line between me and that fish, and it came off. The hook. I had a big single hook on that jig, too. I don't know what happened. I don't know. 15 pounds? I don't it know. Was a, there, it was big. I it mean, was, I... I swear to God, I thought he had a yellow hook when I saw that. No way. When I saw the boil behind. On I've the heard bait. a fish that big and seen guys seeing that. Uh, uh, John Beerling, uh, who's a real good bass fisherman, also diver, has seen fish that grade before. Mm-hmm. He's seen one that he thinks might have gone closer to twenty pounds of Catalina. Wow. Um, I just wanted to stop fishing after I lost that. You fish. did stop. <laughs> yeah, fishing. I did stop. We went and fished tuna, but Dagger's like, "Well, just keep casting, might get another bite." I'm like, "It took me forty-seven years to get that bite." I don't think I'm gonna be here for the next one. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just like yeah. it, he like you know, put his rod down. He goes, I, uh, "Let's go look for tuna now." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, I I think you, it know, was you know a lot more about big bass than I do, but I think there are certain fish that are just much bigger than the other ones. And but for me actually seeing it once I hooked it, there was no way that I would have associated the weight on the rod or the line it was taking with a caliber bass. So yeah that's, yeah, that's nice. And what about you, Gary? Recently, you went out, right? Do pretty good. What's that? Oh, uh, my personal best. Yeah, it's eight and three quarters at uh, Catalina. Catalina nice. on what? It was on a uh, one ninety Lucky Craft. Damn, perch color. There you go. The color goes off. <laughs> That's a great bait. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a rare nice swim bait's uh, pretty good idea <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, you heard. You know, the weedless works good for me, man. <laughs> I would hope so. Hey, right? For for big fish, <laughs> for, it is, it, his baits are hard to beat. Yeah, they are. I I, I would uh, uh, insert Reyes swim bait from one ninety. 
and yeah. get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said. You know, I uh, I speak the truth. You know, I fish everything but two baits. Yeah. You know what's funny is, is the the when I got when I got my PB, it was like a, a week later. I mean, there was a little stretch in that stretch that we fished down there, where there was like. Three, three to five fish caught in that nine to ten pound range within a maybe three hundred yard stretch of beach over like ten ten days, right? Yeah, wow. and you know one of the things about those big fish, and that you know I'm sure you know a lot more. This is something EB actually told me about the length of those bass and how they weigh more at a certain thing. And that bass that Matt got at uh, Corona del Mar was twenty six and a half inches, and wow. you know the scale said you know it, it it'll sink. You know, trying to weigh a bass on a scale on a boat is guesswork. And the only thing you, you can say is that it didn't go under 10 and it didn't go over 11. So I'm going to call it 10 something. Yeah. Uh, but it it's sense. so often, you know, you see those fish and like we caught one of the tournament uh, this last year and we didn't have a scale on the boat. And uh, I called Decker on the way into the way and I'm like, dude, we got a giant at Furman. I'm like, it, it could be eight pounds. It could be 12 pounds. You know, and that's how those fish look. And they ended up weighing like just under nine pounds. But that's they're... Big. Yeah, they're so unless you actually measure them, you can't really grasp how. Right, and they all have different body styles. Like when I got a clamato this year, it was probably twenty seven oh, plus inches. I could look like Damn. a barracuda, but it wasn't a big bulky <laughs> fish, you know. So it's it's odd and long and skinny. Well, that's like when I got mine. I was with my clients, and they're like, "God, that that thing's giant." I'm like, "That's this isn't maybe eight pounds, you know, or something." He goes, "Oh, I got a scale. I got a scale." I'm like, "I don't bother." He goes, "Oh, it's got to be bigger than eight. You know, he put it on the scale. I'm like, God, oh, fuck, I guess it's bigger than eight. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it all depends on where they live, though. If right. The, the rockfish are always bigger. Always and bigger. They're, and they're always darker. And, you know, I listen to a bunch of... Meaner, too. Professionals that will tell me all about it. And I, I'm, I'm pretty much quiet, am I not? Right. I've turned into right, a right. Jimmy. I love, I love how you say into a listener. I've turned into, I, I've turned into a listener, but it's like um, the one thing, and I'm not saying it here, but the one thing I say to them, if you don't weigh it, don't say it. Right. You know, it's a good one and they're like well what do you mean i'm like dude do you even know that if you put it on the scale on a boat it don't count right yeah. Yeah. so take the lowest weight and they're like always man why do you say that and i'm like dude well, that's the way it is you're, all you're doing around. is, is yeah, stoking yourself and i'm not saying this to get everybody mad out there yeah but i'm just saying right. don't wait it, don't say it and yeah. then what people go well did you get any i'm like yeah and jimmy knows i go yeah i got a really good one well how big was it i go it was a good one I, it was a really <laughs> good one yeah. I, I don't know how big it was all the ones that I've caught were all weighed, and mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't know how it is, but I had a lucky horseshoe up my ass with Rich Holland. Every time Rich Holland got on the boat, right. I caught a 10-pounder wow. or bigger. Rich is good luck. He it, is super good luck. If you hear at the end of the thing, it was 10-6 on the digi. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to weigh him on... Um, Chatillion scales. Yeah, that's what I got on my scale. So we, we would that's have yeah, those are, those are good I got a 15-pound spring scale on my skiff. Yeah, that's the only yeah. way to go with it. You but guys, the you guys promote uh, spring scales better than a digital? It's more yeah. accurate. I don't yeah. care. I don't weigh fish. I don't, I don't in either. a tournament, I weigh fish. Yeah. Otherwise, I know I'm like, hey, that's a really nice fish, yeah. you know? But The only reason I threw mine on the boat was because yeah. Eric got that one that was probably over 10, and I was like, fuck, I wish that, I would have something after, to weigh And that was the thing. The trip before, I lost that giant. You know, you talk about fish you lose. We all lost monsters. I was so disappointed by that fish I lost a couple weeks earlier that I didn't even care that I caught one that was probably 10 pounds because it's like, yeah. whatever, you're half right. the size of that thing. Are you, you know, guys uh, going to have a, a tincture fishing together this year? Is there a different team name? I don't no, know. we're just, just going to uh, punk it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The um, I won the first tournament. Bunker. <laughs> in January, we had the first you guys yeah, tournament in San Diego Bay. What's that? You guys have the one in San Diego Bay. Coming. San Diego's yeah. the first we're gonna be, one. We're going to be team old men with light line now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's going back to his basics. Yeah, yeah. why not? That's, we've been, that's what we were talking about. We've been kissing yeah. a lot of 8, 12, 10 pound lately the last few times. Well, you know, one more thing I want to so talk about fine. with Calico Bass, so and fine. these guys can attest to this for sure, is that, you know, you talk about the different sizes of the fish, depending on where they are and different style of those fish. Those coastal fish look so different than Catalina fish, which looks so different than San Clemente Island fish. Those San Clemente Island fish are lean like alley cats, whereas you get a, an eight pounder, a PV, and it looks like a, an overfed a house football. cat. Because yeah. it's like, oh, God, it looks like Paris. Yeah. <laughs> that's my dog. It's yeah. like a fucking. <laughs> Jimmy has a dog that's about two feet long and about a foot and a half high that weighs about 80 weighs pounds. 800 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Titanium. <laughs> But it's really interesting to see that is that just the different styles of those calico bass, and, yeah. those, and even if you get them shallow or deep, it, it depends what they're eating too. I mean, a lot of things people people don't get it, but you ever grabbed a hold of one that just oh, eats fin bait? Fuck, man. <laughs> and I don't fuck use gloves. I don't, like I, don't, I don't use gloves, and yeah. I bleed. And then all of a sudden, you get on the beach, and you're catching the ones that eat crustaceans, they eat lobsters, and mm-hmm. crabs. Like teeth and are shit. all ground and, down. And you grab a hold of me like, oh shit, this is an easy. This is a good picture of this one. Yeah, that's cool, man. So I mean, it, yeah, those fin bait fish are mean, man. They shake harder, they yeah. bite harder. I mean, all that stuff's more. Like those ones at Cedros that just tear you to pieces. Oh that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Cedros. We went to Cedros. Me and Decker went down. I put, I got thumb tape to put on that that flex wrap tape. The first fish I got, I lipped it and it tore the tape off. My <laughs> okay, that's the end of that. Those Mexican yeah. bass, man, they're fucking they're mean. mean. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that last time I went, uh, I went with Sergio and they did a film with uh, Marciano. They took us to Benitas, and we got in a bite in Benitas, and there were no small fish. And and they're going, Sergio kept on going, it's 10 pounds. I'm like, fucking weigh it. I don't know what it is. I can't fucking weigh him with my eyes, right? So I kept on, everybody's throwing the, the magic number. I'm like, fuck the magic number, guys. Yeah. Get the scale, put yeah. it up, see what's oh, up. Oh, that 10-pounder is only yeah. six. Well, they, yeah. they say, you know, a good way to judge, I think it's like a, a five-pounder is like 21 inches or something, or, you know, every inch and could inches, add a pound, yeah. depending on the... You the, know what? I get in it here, though, from all the big large mouths and everything else. I can figure it out sometimes. And I get really close, but when a 10-pounder, when you feel a 10-pounder, you're like, oh, it's a fucking 12. Yeah. And then it's a 10, right? Yeah. It, it has to be so unbelievably big to break 10 pounds. It's like, yeah. you know, guys are like, oh, it, was, it had to been 13. Yeah, I doubt that. It was probably 10 you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. Like, we fished Santa Cruz Island during a tournament a couple years ago. And we're, Matt and I got into this amazing uh, crankbait bite on the front side. And we're catching fish after fish. We're just swinging them on, throwing them a tank. You look in the tank, and these fish are all, like, this long. I'm like, yeah, we might have 19, 20 pounds. And then we get in to weigh in, and there's like 21 pounds. Ed Howard and Dennis leading it with 21 pounds. We're like, fuck, we're so close. We just needed a yeah. kicker. And we weigh if it was 27 pounds because those fish are so fat up there, and they're, they're wide this way. You know? We were talking to the, uh, yeah. the, those guys live up in Ventura, the black tide fishing yeah. guys. And they are talking about that. They fish those islands a lot over there. And the fish is a little it's different, you know? Yeah, you very different. Podcast. Like Bobby up. Martinez was talking about. The fishing being a little different up there. They're like, different. They're footballs, you know, like yeah. yeah, a lot of footballs up there. <laughs> we got into them at Rosa uh, last year when we were fishing caught up there. They were, they were fishing shallow in the bass were bites. We were fishing like a slug on a lead head, just burning it. You're catching these calicos are you know 18 inches long, but they're, they they weigh like as much as the five pound red does. I mean, they were just just really thick fish. So what I don't was, know if it was your, cold uh, water or what? Your guys' biggest bag? Uh, I think we had. 
29 or something in the Sandbass Tournament. But years ago, me and Mark Higashi and uh, Ryan Carino, who used to run the Southern Cal, fished a Maria Del Rey Anglers Club Tournament. Mm-hmm. And we that's the day I got that nine nine whatever at the Long Beach Break. Well, I think we had like thirty seven pounds, but Fuck. they wouldn't weigh our fish because they wouldn't swim upright. And oh. we're going from you know sixty one degree water to wall to seventy eight degree water in the back of Maria Del Rey. Yeah. And uh, Benny and Jack fished Clemente, and they had thirty something pounds, wow. and they didn't get to weigh them either. And the guy that won had like sixteen pounds. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What about yours, Jimmy? Uh, I think I had like seventy two pounds for my five days. <laughs> Fishing hey. with Benny and stuff. Yeah, 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 that was it. I don't know what it was. We had like 20, let me see, five fives and everyone flounders. We yeah. had. <laughs> yeah, you had like 28 pounds. I think pounds we had 28 pounds yeah. at the season finale that we won the, the back there with my first trip, my first season with my wife. Yeah, so it was 28-ish. Good, good bag. That's nice, yeah. You know? I mean, from what I've heard from other people, you know, like their bags. But you bet you have any bag. Did you fish? So I, I'm not sure. Got a nice bag hanging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we do a lot of that hanging, me and Jimmy. <laughs> Benny hasn't fished. Did you fish? Have, Did, you, have you fished tournaments? He's only... You haven't fished any of the the more recent tournaments. No, you just did like the, you used to the, fish one, the Western Outdoor News ones, though, right? Yeah. yeah, I fished all the Western Outdoor News, and I fished the uh, Calico Classics. You know what would get with the problem with it? Is again, I'm going to be an asshole. Thank you. You You Don't don't change your habits. But but the problem is, dude, just everybody needs to fucking calm down. You're not the best. Go out and fight a 300 pound swordfish. You should have been in with us. Go out and fight a 300 pound swordfish and then figure it out. You know, it's like I've done all the shit I need to do. I don't need to talk about it. I don't talk about it. No. Nope. But I get sick of it. I want to throw up. And I will throw it out there. It's Thank you. 3708 is my best bag for five. Okay. Good job. 55, 55, seven won the Calico Classic. And 16 grand worth. Thank you. Right? Nice. Wow. So, you know, it's a different wow. deal back That's then. That's 16 SWBA tournament. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, 16 first places in the SWBA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big fish and everything else. It was, it was, it was a, quite a deal. But the deal is nowadays I hear stuff and, and – I think I'm getting patient because I don't. I talk to Reyes all the time, <laughs> and Reyes still gets he gets bombed by. He loves the tube bait guys. I mean, he loves to bomb on that. But I will. I will I'm a cyber bully. Yeah, he is. But I will. T- I'll tell you the one thing that I see nowadays is fish for fun, bro. Fun you know, fishing, that's where it's Everybody's at. a fucking expert want, now. If you, if you want to prove yourself, go put some gloves in and go box with someone in the ring. There's you proving your grounds. But fishing is for fun, and that's why I always love hanging out with Jimmy. He never talks shit. Jimmy just did it. And I, when I'd go with Jimmy, we'd have a good time oh, and just yeah. hang out. And I hung out with Jimmy, and we didn't even fish half the time. Right, so it was all right. good. Shooting the shit, huh? Yeah. Um, I'll ask you the same question I asked Jimmy and asked Eric about Instagram. How do you think that affected uh, fishing lately in the last, you know, five, oh, four it's, or five years. It's made some people very, um, it's made some people a name in a sense. But mm-hmm. there's guys like, okay, I'll be honest, there's a guy like Billy Kellerman. He throws everything out there, but you know what? Billy Kellerman catches huge bluefins, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to throw your shit out there, you got to post pictures that support what you're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't, to me, to me right now, I'm more, I, I post to promote the products that I, that I sell. Are you back? Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't promote 
I don't want to promote me. I don't. I don't want to say nothing. I don't need to say nothing. I'm good. I I feel comfortable in myself that I've done everything I could possibly do that I wanted to do. Uh-huh. Not for you to judge me, but inside my personal ticking clock, I got my shit done. I've got swordfish. I got three hundred pound tunas. I got all that shit. I don't give a shit about how big a fucking eight pound bass is. Yeah, you know, and if it, and it turns into like it's a ten pounder, it's yeah. an eight pound bass, right? You're, you know, you're promoting the outdoor right? lifestyle for people to get into it and try and get. And that's what I do. I try and get people interested in fishing and want to buy the products that I'm involved with and go fishing and have success. Yeah, it's yeah. not that like you're Superman and everybody else is the the mortals. It's like yeah, everything everybody does, you can do too. It's there's no just yeah. go out and have a good right. time. But, you know, I think, I think the biggest deal is that people read an article and that's the only way to do the article. And people do this. And I'm like, no, dude, here's the biggest thing. And I always go to Jimmy because Jimmy and I have been close for many moons. It's like, if you don't listen, you don't learn. Right? And if you talk, you will not learn a damn thing. So the big thing that it is, is I've got the fish, the best dudes in the world and all different types of fishing. Do you think I talk? They're like, are you still there, Ben? No, I'm part of the wall back here. Just listening, right? You listen, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you got to do. That's the key thing, you know? And I've been doing a lot of seminars lately, and I see a lot of people listen, but they don't truly listen. And what you should do if you're going to go to seminar, in your head go, I want to get six things that I don't want to, that I don't do, and I want to write them down. And when I'm done writing them down, I can fall asleep then and walk up to the guy and ask him what they are. But if you don't learn something every day on your water, you're not you're not helping yourself go forward in your fishing. Definitely. So no truer words have been said. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a good good point. Yeah. Like yeah, it that's is, something man. you know. Uh, Especially what you said about when you're going to seminars. If you're going to a seminar, man, you, you I'll go up there and, and and jab on for an hour and stuff at the Fred Halls, and I might miss ninety percent of what you want to know about, you mm-hmm. know. But the 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 one thing on my seminars is like if you got a question. Ask it. I don't care when it is, in the middle of my sentence, whatever, because all I want to do is help whoever's spending the time to sit there. I don't care if you're tired, you got hemorrhoids, you want to sit on a seat, <laughs> you know, to get away from the Fred Hall stuff. But, but ask the questions. Get... Take a notepad. I mean, Dr. Chris is notorious. I, mean, I he, know Dr. Chris. He carries a pad in his pocket. I've been fishing. Benny's known him for a lot longer than I have. But Dr. Chris carries a pad in his top pocket, and every time we stop somewhere, the pad comes out and the pencil comes out, and the first things out of his mouth is, why did you stop here? Hey, just so everybody knows about Dr. Chris, he's an educated guy that's a, he's a psychologist. Psychology. Okay, psychologist, so yeah. I went with Dr. Chris Del Salto like not once, but two or three times because I was going with Shimano all the time, and Dr. Chris would have questions and would not stop and always come no matter what time and I remember we were all in we were all doing something and I was half naked in my room and there was another guy in the shower and Dr. Chris is like I have Just all walks these in. he goes yeah he walks in he goes I have all these questions and I'm like I need to take a a dump, and the other guy's in the in the. I field. was trying to rub one out. He's like, "Hey, uh, what, what was that knot you were using?" So seriously, but but without the people like Dr. Chris in the world, right? You know, we won't sell product because that guy's stoked every time. Oh yeah, he's all. I mean, he's in his mid seventies and he's constantly learning. Still, well, it's funny and when he he, does, he got the same boat I have, and Decker had him call me to ask questions about, it, and he's asking me questions. I'm like, I 
I never even thought to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That, I don't know why my boat doesn't do that. that boat. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give him your number. He's going to call you. I go, I go, be ready. <laughs> you know what? The deal about guys like that, though, they teach you something. Oh, yeah. I learn all kinds time. of shit from him. Because all of a sudden you regurgitate something that you know, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I just got another, you know, another point of view that I didn't have before, you know. And I yeah, those questions lead to think more about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's when I do those webinars and the people, you know, log on and I you know, it's a, for Navionics, it's like a online thing. So all I see is okay, you have two hundred eighteen people watching, and I'm talking and I'm talking about something. You have two hundred seventeen, two hundred sixteen, two hundred fifteen. You no, know, it varies. People log off or their phone cuts out or whatever. I'm like. Am I losing people here? I'm like, okay, so <laughs> that's if, hard to look yeah, at. If you guys right? have a question, you're just, like, just you're ask like, oh. it. Yeah, just ask the question. Type it in when I go, and then I'll have this idea of what I want to talk about in this thing. But the questions of others oh, makes me think totally about it differently. A different direction, <laughs> giving a better seminar because of it. You yeah, know, it's, uh, no, it, it will alter. And what happens when things? What you think everybody else knows, they don't know. They don't know. And, and I watch that all the time, so I shut my mouth and make sure that I talk. But. The one thing that I really push really hard with everybody is like you got to tie your knots. Just because your hands are, because you're pulling real hard, don't mean your knots tied. So I, no. I'm showing everybody like knot pullers, and I go if the knot pops like this, pop, it's good because I have seen so many nightmares where people lose fish <laughs> right. because of the knots. because of the knots, especially yeah. big calicos. I make so I tie tie my knots now. Yeah, I tie <laughs> I tie a lot of knots. I mean, and I have a tool that I always carry with me. I mean, I'm sure I have one in here. There's my knot tool right there. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And that's just it. wrap it around there. Yeah. You cannot cinch a braided knot down with your yeah. hand. No. It's absolutely. And, and I mean, look I at the line two, cuts in that I thing right there. I have two of those. One for the braid and one for the leader. One for the mono, right. Yeah. That's a good call. I and mean, I wouldn't even you, have thought. You, yeah, if, I mean. if you wrap that braid around your hand and try to pull that. Cut if you're fishing, right six, if you're fishing 65 yeah. pound braid to an 80 pound leader or 100 to 100 on your swordfish yeah. rig, because I tie a knot on that, you can't pull that tight enough without cutting your finger off. No. You know, yeah. so you got to have. I mean, I have one in my bag, three in my boat. I mean, I always have this one. I, I'm, I'm like him. I came around in my pocket. And people, what is that? Is that a pipe for smoking hey, a bowl full? Yeah. Like, no, because I got to fuck someone up. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you got you. If you want to tie a good knot, you have to have a tool. You, you yeah. cannot tie a good knot without. And that's the, the the most key thing. And I was sitting there down in Cabo this last week with these guys, and I was tying shit up in there and watching me test it. What I was testing on is I had to wire a bunch of stuff and use haywire twist stuff, right? And I was testing, and they were like, what are you doing? And I'm literally lying with, like, 
like welders glimmer right. and lying on the support. I'm trying and to break it. They're like, what do you mean? It's how heavy? I'm like, dude, this is 240, baby, against that. And there's not going to be one that's going to do that. Yeah. Right. So then you, you gotta, get on it. You got to pull it like you're trying to break it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, oh. if you're just like, oh, God, I hope it doesn't break. Oh, that's good enough. That's not, I mean, well, I can know, break. I can break forty to forty. I know how hard to pull on it, but I'll pull just hard enough that it's not. You know, you, you talk like, about breaking that that thing that that blueprint that we lost on the that's the day you got right. that big one. We had eighty pound Spectre, the hundred pound fluorocarbon, and we broke the line, clean line between the reel and the first guide, a hundred yards into the spool. That leader not held up. Yeah. It was the the line itself, the weak spot in line that failed. Yeah. The probably whatever pound test we were pulling, or whatever how many right. pounds of pressure we had on it at the time. That's when you know it's like, hey. I don't mind losing the fish like that, but you know, a couple of weeks before, I was out with my buddy Chris Oaks, and he hooked a, a big one, probably a hundred something, and on the right gear, and he did the uh, what's that? Is That's it the Roy Rose RP knot or what's knot. the RP knot? And they cut the specter cut through the knot huh. with not a lot of pressure on it, and if he would have tied that properly with a tool and pulled on it, it would have broke before it slid he hooked out. that fish yeah. on it. Yeah. No, but the key is to have them slide out in your hands and not slide right, out of the fish. Right, right. That's why you got to have that tool. the fish could be really fast and pop it. Right. But right. what we're talking about right now brings on another part of it. It's like you're talking about PBs. To get a PB, you have to go in thinking that you need the right tackle for the job. And the other thing is is... I laugh all the time because I say it in seminars and people crack up, but I go, five Ps. And they're like, what's five Ps? Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And everybody's like, God, I don't get it. I go, tire fucking knocks right and you'll get it, you know? And right. Use the right stuff, yeah. right? Use product. I'm not like, everybody's like, oh, you know, what? Are, I'm going to use a 50 for a swordfish. You don't need a 50. No. They don't take a whole bunch of line, but you need drag. And you're the biggest thing for a swordfish is the right rod. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you got a rod that's going to hold up and do its deal. That's the kind of stuff. And people are going, does it have to be really stiff? Well, who's going to die first, you or him? You will. Right. So, you know, that's the whole thing. But all I can say is with calico bass, with anything else you're paying, or you're, you're, you're fishing for, buy the correct stuff. Go to the Jimmy Deckers of the world or the Eric's or the Gary's and ask, hey, what, what do you think I should use? And their response will be, well, my personal opinion is, if you hear someone go, only thing to do, that guy hasn't <laughs> experienced it. Forget about it. Only yeah, thing yeah. To do. That, that guy hasn't experienced it. So <laughs> I, think, I think the killer part of it is, if you're going to a gunfight, don't bring a... Pea shooter. Yeah. Bring a gun. Or bring a knife to a yeah. gunfight. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if you ever get on my boat, there's always a sword. There's two swordfish. Right. 200 and under, 200 and over. over. Because I played them with both of them, yeah. very bad. Right, bad and, and, and bad you have, to have, have the wrong one. Having that right gear makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You can put so much. You know, if you hooked, I, I hooked a lot of fish in the wrong gear the last year, last two years. Yeah, and it's like, why did I even freaking cast? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. there's, it's you're just gonna you're gonna probably injure the fish. You're not gonna land it. It's just gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna be, and if you do land it, you know, it's the chances are so slim. Having that right gear, you know, even, you know, that we haven't caught a swordfish yet, but we baited a few on Jimmy's boat. And you don't want to throw the Marlin caster at a 200 pound no, swordfish. No, no. Yeah, they both sword have fish pointy noses, but they're very different species. Fish. Yeah, not you don't sharks, touch it. You don't touch those anything. things. It's only but it's, for the same, it's the same thing if you're fishing a stretch and you know there's the big fat boys. You should be fishing some serious stuff. Yeah. You know, and if it's, to me, the biggest fish will bite in gray light. So it's like early in the morning or later in the evening. 
Do you think that they see the fluorocarbon? No. They don't give a shit. Fish they 80. You know? Right. Like the Alabama I do. With coat yeah. I do fish 80. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. Well, there, there you go, right there. <laughs> you know? And Benny said something really smart right there. Is like, we're very open to anyone coming up to us and talk. I get a lot of people at the launch ramps, you know, they recognize the boat or they... They know who I am from videos, and even fucking Chrome Dome's starting to get pretty popular <laughs> oh, over God, here. I mean, they ass. come up, they're like, "Hey, you're you're that guy. You're that Jimmy Decker's friend, right? You're that guy that writes for Pacific Coast Sport Fishing, you know, or you're the guy that writes for Bloody Decks." And they'll come up and talk to Eric, you know. But it's like, I'll always have the time to talk to anybody, yeah. anytime, anywhere about anything. You Which know? is the truth. I like the way I met Ben was just at performance, and we were, I was just talking to Joe, and he's a super fucking cool dude, and you know, like. Sometimes you, you people come off can come off like dickheads. You you meet you know like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, Eric Eric is usually a little hard to approach. You know, but yeah, I mean that's kind of what I wanted to put out when you have you guys on. It's like if we see you fishing, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, hey, yeah. cool. You know, like no, with the way you're doing it, I think it's the right way is to come in and do it in a, a normal manner where we get a lot of people that are trying to fucking put us up on a bench and stoke our fire and let us spew. And it's like, that's not what we're about. We're right. about like cruising and making sure the stuff's like, I mean, he doesn't know what I'm doing. Numb nuts over there knows what I'm doing, but right. I haven't seen Ben for probably two months since I saw you at anglers. And yeah. You were just getting yeah. The, no, all the I've been doing is going. I've been doing that San Diego gig. There's right. stuff down there. That's pretty incredible. And you know, and, and, he laughs about that, but one part of that whole equation is the tube baits. The hub stuff was pretty crazy, and people go, "Why did they bite it?" I, that's not my deal. <laughs> if they want it, I'll I'll feed it to them, you know. And there's some fishing going on right now that's incredible, all different places. But I will tell you this: when you're fishing, and I'm not talking about fishing for huge fish, but you can catch lots of good fish. Calico is running schools. You know, if you're fishing on on stones, I can see, you know, one here and one there. But deep water, and when I say deep water, you're fishing anywhere from 50 to 90 feet or something. <laughs> Dude, I get lots of double hookups on that two-hook rig. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy some of the shit you pull up. I bet. You know? So it's like my mind's Have wide open. Have you gotten open. any flashlights? <laughs> yeah. I've got a flesh tone, though, between my legs. But I will show you later. You know, you know one of the, one of the things, one, that, uh, one of the things you said earlier about how, you know, we were talking about uh, Corona Del Mar and how in the old days people were very protective of spots and all that. That kind of, you know, for me, and, you know, I, I, I'm very protective of how I fish Palace Birdies and things like that, but I never hesitate to show the background in my photos because I want people to know, hey, these fish are here and you can catch these things because that helps the brands I promote. But what it comes down to nowadays, I think in the you know the the curtain was pulled back on everything with the internet. Basically, there's no more secret stuff. Going Once on. the iPhone came out with it, that camera, it was yeah. done. It's the, <laughs> the it's background now, was it was over. It's now yeah. having the ability. You know, I don't mind telling people where I fish or what I'm doing because I feel even if, you know if we're going to a tournament, I'm going to fish calico the PV. I'm going to go to Rocky Point. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to throw the weedless bait. But I trust that I can do it better than they can just by hearing me tell them that. Mm-hmm. And but you know it doesn't. It doesn't need to be secret anymore to be secret still. You know, they don't... I mean, Decker's seen that I fish bass very differently than he does, especially in kelp, and I will catch fish that he wasn't necessarily going to catch due to the way that he was fishing, whereas he has areas that he fishes where I would not necessarily... Even if I went there, I would not catch those fish. Yeah. So that's why... We uh, fish good together. There, there, are, no, there are no secrets, but... 
I mean, I have to ask this question. I, I grew up surfing at 10 years old, right? So I surfed competitively for many years. I was a local at my house, right? When I came to Clemente, I moved to San Clemente in 1987 or something like that. Again, I became a local of a place. So unlike you, I will not shoot nothing in the background. They're going, oh, I'm going to shoot. Now, fuck, you're going to get on the front seat and <laughs> put your ass out. It's just me because I grew up that way. Yeah, but right. I, I'll tell people, but I don't want kooks. What I see nowadays is kooks. And it's no different than a lake sometimes. A guy will come right up to me and I'm like, and then I'll pull the trail motor up, fire the boat up, fly away. But it's just like, if you're going to fish, show common courtesy. Have ethics. And that's why everybody goes, oh, you still got a bad attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. I have what, a bad attitude your, with your stupidity. That you, if you give someone a tip. If Eric's fishing a football field away from me, I might go in. If he's on a spot or in a group of things and I know he's moving my direction, I won't go in. I'm not going to go through and leapfrog him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and there's been plenty of times at the launch ramp where I've had to really hold myself back from walking up and just going, you need to be knocked out and you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's that's the, that's my yeah. deal. And, and to me, you know this, we, I don't patty fish, right? Right. I don't do it. And, and someone will bomb in on a patty and go, oh, the fish are... Dude, the fish are always around the perimeter. The same thing. If Eric's fishing one reef, those fish might be traveling between two or three reefs. I'm not going to go in and screw up his gig. Yeah. But we, that's the thing. People got to learn. We had that at Catalina. Recently. I was just going to say yeah, the same ahead, tell thing. Tell the story. We were, we were on the front side of Cat, and we, were, we had the TM down, and we were going east to west, and we were heading towards a little point that we had caught some fish on the week before, and we're, we're throwing the little DD-100s on 15-pound like we've been fishing lately at the island this Yacht backs in right on the point, and they start firing sardines in, you know. Ah, fuck, no big deal. And we're cruising up, you know, and we're fishing our and way we're up there. we're five feet of water. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're tight, water. you know. We're, yeah. we're fishing the front side. And we get up, you know, we're, we're getting closer to the guy, and the guy starts yelling at me. You know, hey, you motherfucker, what the fuck? You got the whole island. And I just fucking lit him up. Man. <laughs> and I fucking, you know, just let him have it. And then they... You know, and I'm on the trolling motor and then past his stern and around the corner and into the next spot and, you know, yeah. see you it's later. Like, no, but what I mean, do you think we're doing? All of that. <laughs> I mean, the guy was just fuming for, you know, a minute because we were behind his boat. But Decker's nice in. about it. I, I have, Debra, that Decker's, was just one of the first times he, I really went he'll off He'll wave on and say things where it's like uh, during bluefin season and I'm out there doing the shit and I, someone's got me on a boat and I'm supposed to be, you know, doing what I do. And I see a guy, I know they can't hear me. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, get <laughs> right. that screaming and yelling. And, and people are going, dude, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm so, so, I'm so sorry. You know, but the problem is, is you know what you deal with? You deal with ignorance is bliss program all the time. Yeah. Like, do you think that my, my baits like right behind the boat? No, my kite, if you see my kite. 150 to 200 yards away from me, my bait's way, way back, back there. there. Yeah. So don't come near me. And they always do. They come across you. They <laughs> touch you. Right. And it's no different what he's talking about with bass fishing a lot of times. 
what you deal with is this is the internet. The internet taught me this, and I'm going to go out and do it. And you have all different calibers of people that are on the internet mm-hmm. that are going through and teaching people. And what they all have to understand is there's common courtesy. And most of all, there's common sense. And if you have no common sense, get ready to get blazed. Someone's right. going to beat your ass. <laughs> and if, if, if a guy's an idiot, hold your ground. We were at, uh, me and uh, my buddy Chris Oaks, we, and one of his coworkers were fishing Farnsworth last year, catching yellows. Drifting the highest spot with two or three other boats. There was some dive tournament going on where they were spear fishing for him. And this boat with like eight divers in the bow, all standard. They're pulling up. I'm like, don't even bother getting into water. I'm yelling, don't even bother. We've got four boats fishing here. You're not getting in water. These guys, they're probably 200 yards away. They're like, oh, no, no, we're not in a steep run. But like, don't even drive over here. You can't come into water. This, you know, I'm trying to be nice about it. Just say, hey, give us a break. There's another pinnacle over there. One of the guys, and I'm very hot-headed on the wife. We're very similar. <laughs> the guy mouths off me. Like, well, why don't we come over there? And I didn't even hear the rest. I dropped my rod. I threw the boat. You know, I'm racing. I'm, I'm coming to you, motherfuckers. And Chris and Coburg's like, oh, my God, what's happening? I pulled the boat out of I'm ready to jump in this guy's boat and beat the hell out of me because I'm so mad that you're infringing on my spot. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even need this. Let's go fish somewhere no, else. No, you don't. You yeah, know? that's why I don't like to fish around other boats. So, yeah. It's not about going out and being miserable or unhappy. Oh, no. That's the worst yeah. way to fish. I'd rather not catch anything. I mean, I've had well-known captains do that to me oh, yeah. at Clemente. You know, the pursuit? We're, we're sit- I mean, <laughs> private, <laughs> private boat captains out of Dana Point. Oh. You know, like they, they, they saw me and my buddy Jay killing the yellows on the front side of Clemente from 200 yards away. Charges right to us and just fuck the whole thing up. Yeah, but they think and he's they like, own that. He's like, I got to get my client on some fish. And yeah. I'm like... Really, dude? They think they own that for some reason. I don't get it. There's Those two things that I'm saying is common sense and common courtesy. If you have them, you'll go a long ways in this industry. If you do not have them, all it takes is the right guy. Sean Pumpkinova. Go, go across his path sometime uh-huh. and yeah. see if you get him on a good day. <laughs> you know, you're lucky. I'm just saying there's people out there that you don't want to mess with. And there's sometimes you're going to have to fish around other boats. But what you do is you get out there and you watch what they're doing, what direction they're going, what direction they're fishing, and, um, and try and not interfere with the direction they're going. Or if they're on the anchor, don't go down current of them. You know, like boats line up at Clemente. You fish yellows there on the front side. You're going to have to fish by other boats. Uh, we don't normally fish yellow, but the one day we did this year, a couple of boats set up catching yellows. They got birds in them. We see some birds up current of the fleet. And, you know, it's like, well, there's birds right by them. Well, how far can you cast? You know, let's say you can cast 100 yards. You should go five times that distance away from yeah. them before you yeah. even start fishing. Because you're in a skiff. You're probably going to drift down towards them. And no matter how good the fishing is, once you're half that distance, you need to slowly idle back up and stay away from yeah. them. Slowly. That's a key, yeah. the key word. the boat in here. Yeah. And no one's going to care. But see, that makes that, – these are good uh, notes if someone's going to listen. Uh, a new boater or someone like that. Yeah. That can go, okay, if I can cast her, let's do times five and keep that distance away. Or let's – you know, whatever Everyone's you guys really are saying, good about you know? that, that distance. I'm, a, I'm usually a little bit tighter. Than that on the sport boat guys because I've been the guy on a sport I boat used to yelling know at the most skiff. of them, yeah, so. you know. But like when we were fishing those yellows on the front, when you spanked me like five to one on the service <laughs> iron, <laughs> I, I forget what boat that was that was over there. Who was one of the that? San Diego boats? I think. Yeah, but we were fishing that like nine. What was it? We were fishing that like thirty fathom curve or whatever it is yep. out there. And I'm like, oh, this looks good. He's like, oh, you're still a little bit close. I'm like. Fuck, I can barely see him in the gyros, man. We're not that close. Like, oh, yeah, I think you're still a little close. I'm like, all right. And we 
pull a little bit further away, but I got my I've got a big wrap I got on the my side ass of my book advertising day, so it I don't matter. want anybody to look at that wrap and think of anything except oh I saw that guy with a bunch of fish, not oh that guy came too close to me or whatever. You know you're I got the white boat now. I'm yeah. just another fucking white boat. That's that, fucking, baby. that fucking white boat. Underground. That like, fucking that white little, boat came over. The now. little guy in the tin boat, he don't catch shit. Yeah, let's yeah. keep it that way, yeah. baby. Please. One of the other things to do, too, when you're fishing in those situations, it's fish like everybody else's. I have a friend who I'm not going to name here who was on a yellowtail bite at a specific <laughs> spot that is a stationary spot, but it's too deep to anchor, and boats are drifting along the... The front of it. Uh, the front of it. Along of it. Along. Yeah. We'll call it the, it's underground. Uh, the we'll Mollusk call it, Ranch. Yeah, that sounds good. And he was very effectively using his trolling motor spot lock to sit on the edge of it and catch fish, but every sport boat and every skiff would drift down on him, and he was repeatedly getting angry that these guys are drifting down on him. You motherfuckers, I'm fishing here, Casey. What, was he above five feet or below five feet tall? He was he's above. A, he's above. But, yeah, right. yeah. Same, uh, same, boy, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's like, hey, dude, you know, you were in the wrong. You got to go with the flow. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I have spot lock on my trolling motor, yeah. and I don't, I don't like doing it. If there's people If everybody's drifting, anchored, you know it's cool to use it. Yeah, if everybody's exactly. drifting, don't even put exactly, it down. And, just, yeah. just and, you know, for me, if everybody's anchored or drifting, I'm not going to be there anyway. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. So, no, I'm out of there. But yeah. the other thing is what we bring into, like, into focus here is that they're talking about Yelltail. The gnarliest type of fishing is white sea bass fishing on oh, the island. Pick your numbers. Uh, here, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. I mean, okay, come in and drop your anchor now. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and people do hand off spots, and believe it or not, those fish can be in a, a 30 yard stretch and not bite outside. I've seen it a whole um, bunch of yeah. times. times. Wow. So, I mean, Where, the, like one guy's pulling the anchor and the other guy's got his stern right there, fucking dropping it while the other guy's fucking sliding back, picking his, and then boom. Yeah, but the guys that get on you in those situations are usually the idiots. We were running to Clementi one years ago. My buddy's 18 foot Mako we had, and we were fishing yellows back then before bass fishing. And we stopped at the East End of Canada. It was rough all the way across. We stopped, they have some coffee or something. We're just drifting like right by uh, Church Rock there, right up against the island because it was windy. And uh, in the 20 minutes we sat there, two boats came up and anchored around us because we were wearing, uh, well, we used to wear the Helly Hansons back then, so we looked yeah. like we knew what we were doing in our <laughs> slicker gear, and we had the rods. So like, oh, they must be biting here. You know, that's just, yeah. Yeah. No, but that's a, that. What he's saying is classic because I see people, like, you could stop to to, to make a, 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 bath, right. a bathroom break in between, and everybody and their brothers In, in September? On, everybody sits on top of you. I'm going to yeah. wait for you. It's funny, Eric was on uh, with Bobby, and they talked about uh, tournaments, and Eric's like, yeah, I used to tie on, like, random-ass shit on my fucking rods, yeah. and people would look at it. Yeah. <laughs> right. He learned and that they, from freshwater fishing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fucking funny, and these dudes would copy him. And he'd be like, I'm not yeah. fucking using but that. But I got I to put this out, too, and, and I'm, this is my, my boys around here know it. I'm, I'm not being a dick. Uh-huh. I'm just being honest. If you think you're God's gift to the world, and you're the <laughs> shit... Go fish against the freshwater guys, and they will mop you up, take your money every fucking week. Is that not correct? Yeah. So we were thinking about trying it. Yeah, donate. (laughs) It's a mopping program. Yeah, big difference. Me and Eric were actually thinking about fucking throwing our ring, our hat in the ring for one of those. Go ahead and watch. Let me know. I want to watch. Yeah, it'll be classic. I've done a whole bunch, and I got my ass kicked, so it was good. I'll probably see back at this, and I want to fish at all. It would be tough, right? Yeah. Eric would be like, "What are all these fucking boats doing here?" How many tournaments are they having today? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that was a fun 
little did a little bonus <laughs> podcast for the uh That was listener. a boner boner thing yeah, for boner right. podcast, we'll you the real yeah. podcast now. Uh, Garlic scented. I don't think uh, you get these many guys talking on a, on one. What a Gary's <laughs> good, dude. Gary's Let me take really a picture good. really quick because uh, I got to promote it on Instagram. We were talking about Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We were talking about it. We were talking about Instagram. There we go. You get in, Gary. Closer. Justin, you in there? Everyone's in there. I did the rock go. and roll pose. Yeah. Well, that was exciting. Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't forget your popcorn. Throw the popcorn out slowly <laughs> behind the boat, and then dump a whole bunch, and it'll get all the boats. There you go. Nice. So this is a bonus one. Thanks for listening, guys.